Alrighty, folks, we still do the daily financial news, even when we're not in the studio and we've got some family stuff going on. So hopefully you appreciate that. Remember, we keep doing the work even when it's not perfect. We got a big week ahead. Will the Fed hint at a March rate cut? What are the experts saying about the housing market in 2024? What are some key earnings for the week? That and much, much more. Let's just jump into it, folks. Let's look at the economic data that comes out this week. And it starts off Tuesday uh, with the Case-Shiller Index, a.k.a. home prices. Uh, as this comes out each month, I just want to remind you that this data is old. Uh, it's end of January, and I believe they'll be reporting November numbers. Again, we are seeing a vastly different housing market now in January as we were in November. In fact, I got a note from a subscriber. Thank you, thank you, thank you. He's got a buddy in Staten Island, but he's a broker. His buddy sent out four offers this weekend and got one accepted over asking. The other three went highest and best and his clients didn't get them. What does this mean to you? What does this mean to me? It actually tells me a couple of things. First, our call that the spring selling season started early is accurate. It is feeling more and more, I don't know, correct, I guess. But second, remember, demand, willingness, and ability, and then supply. The big thing I took from that Staten Island example and many others, probably 20 to 25 others over the last week, is buyers are coming back. They are seeing, you know, 6.8, 6.5 rates as a good deal. Unfortunately, the inventory is not showing up. When we get the home sales for January in pending in about a month, it will be wild. It is going to have the doomers who are calling for 5 and 10% collapse in prices, they're going to have to start talking about 2025. Since we started talking about doomers and crash bows, let me highlight something that put a smile on my face yesterday. I don't know if you've seen the news, but we are seeing media organizations like the LA Times, like Business Insider, like Sports Illustrated, and so many others in the print arena go out. Now, when you look back at the history, each of these organizations, in my opinion, chose to go after the headline, the click. And without question, it worked for a while. But you know what? You can't fool us forever. And what these print organizations have found out is if you go for the salacious headline and you don't deliver the goods, we stop listening. So my hope, my belief, my 2024 goal is the doomers disappear. The doomers who are renters who are talking about housing disappear. The failed mortgage brokers disappear. That is a hope, right? Because again, you catch a lightning bolt, you grow fast, but you provide no value. And worse, you hurt people. My hope is you disappear. So let's talk about the earnings next week that I think are important. Uh, actually, no, we're doing uh, rate uh, economic news. Sorry, I got distracted. We got Case Shiller Tuesday. Also, consumer confidence. 
what's going on with the consumer? We have seen a noticeable uptick in consumers being confident. Wednesday, again, this week is all about employment, employment, employment. Remember, we get three cuts of that. We get the JOLTS report, uh, which is job openings. We get ADP, which comes out on Wednesday. Expectations for uh, ADP are 140,000, which will be less than 164,000 that came in the week before. We will also get the Fed rate decision. Uh, Are they going to pause? Are they going to raise? Are they going to hint at a March rate cut? More on that in a minute, because I think that is the big number for the week. On Thursday, we also get weekly unemployment claims. Again, last was 214 up from 187. Do we continue going up? Do we come down? Again, we need to find a trend. Last week was a data point. We need a trend. And then on Friday, we get the big number, the jobs number. Estimate is 180,000. Last was 216. We're going to be watching the unemployment rate, which I think is expected to be 3.8. Last month was 3.7. One of the things that I start thinking about a rate cut in March is we've got to see unemployment go up some. Maybe 4%. Again, 4% is long below the historical full employment. But it would be hard for me to think about cutting rates even in March or June, if unemployment is still below 4%. And then finally, on Friday, we will also get consumer sentiment. Earnings for the week, we've got a bunch, and they get hot and heavy. You've got Nucor, Cleveland Cliff on Monday, Tuesday, GM, AMD, Microsoft, Alphabet, Starbucks. Uh, I'm going to be looking at Starbucks. Starbucks is one you and I talked about, wow. 18 months ago, maybe 24 months ago. Starbucks, to me, gives me a little insight into the Chinese economy, right? We saw six quarters ago where the Chinese consumer pulled back and pulled back in a massive way. That was our early indication that something had changed in the Chinese economy, and we have definitely seen it in the data. So has it come back? What not? Again, uh, Starbucks will be interesting. Wednesday, we get MasterCard and Boeing. My question about Boeing is, do they take a monster reserve? When I was an accountant, we had one quarter we called the kitchen sink quarter. I wonder if this is going to be the kitchen sink quarter for Boeing where they take a massive reserve. Because again, I don't know if you've heard about that Alaska plane, which thankfully were no uh, fatalities where the door blew open. Talk about my ultimate fear. Crazy. But anyways... Will they take a big reserve for quality issues? I don't know. Uh, On Thursday, we get Apple, Amazon, and Meta, three of the Magnificent Seven. Will any of them pull a Tesla and miss and guide down? Will they exceed? We will find out. And then, of course, Friday, we get the oils with Chevron and Exxon. So, again, a pretty big big week for earnings. It starts to get even heavier the following uh, week. Uh, Now let's talk about the housing market. Something you have heard me say repeatedly is the Fed broke housing. I think over the years we have been proven correct. But I want to be clear. I think there are two ways the Fed broke housing, and most people only think about one. The first one is the move-up buyer, right? The move-up buyer is just not around, right? They're staying put. They're getting bunk beds. They're going to stay longer. But there is a second one, 
And that is the homeowner who decides to turn their house into a rental, sometimes called the accidental landlord. I believe, given the low mortgage rates that many people have, that it will be a wise financial decision for many, if not most, to turn their house into a rental. I think this will be significant. I do think it's two or three years out. That's one thing. That's one thing that I think a lot of um, housing experts don't understand is housing is not stocks. It doesn't move that fast. So we're talking about the Fed breaking housing. It's not going to get better for years. The accidental landlord probably doesn't even show up for a couple of more years, but I do think it is out there. The U.S. housing market appears to be thawing. It's a headline I'm seeing recently. We brought you that in December. Mortgage apps are up. I think they were up 8% last week. Pending home sales were up. We got that number last week. And also, uh, we are seeing a little bit more supply. It's going to be very interesting to see how the January numbers roll in when we get there in February. Let's talk about Nikki Leeds. Shout out me, Kevin, for that name. This is obviously Nick T from the Wall Street Journal. He appears to have the inside track to the Fed. It does appear that uh, Nikki Leaks is planting a seed that we actually might get a March rate cut. I know it's wild. It's not my call. I think a March rate cut is too early. But hey, Jerome Powell doesn't call me. But this is what Nikki Leaks is saying, and we'll go through the numbers so you understand. Basically, the Fed had expectations for inflation and the 10-year note. And what we are seeing is inflation is falling faster than the Fed expected. So what does that mean? That means the restrictive nature of interest rates is expanding. It was expected to be about 180 basis points. Today, it's about 210 or 2.1%. That means that the Fed's restrictive nature has increased by about 50 basis points. Now, that's a mouthful. What does it really mean? It means loans are more expensive than the Fed had estimated. And lending is a leading indicator. So if the Fed sees that as an issue, and according to Nikki Leaks, they do, they could be tinkering with the Fed funds rate at the edges and lowering them so that we get closer to their target of 180 basis points. This week, Wednesday, we will get the Fed rate decision. My guess is 99.99999% pause. Second, we will get the Fed press release, which will say things like, you know, we're, we're stuck on 2%, you know, cuts are later, blah, blah, blah. But then Jerome Powell in front of a microphone. That's where things will get interesting, in my opinion. Jerome Powell will be asked no less than five times, when's the rate cut, when's the rate cut, when's the rate cut? 
I do think that Jerome Powell could come out and basically say something like a March rate cut is not off the table. Now, I don't expect him to say a March rate cut is guaranteed because that would be foolish. But if Jerome Powell simply says a March rate cut is not out of the question or some other vocabulary soup that makes that possible, it is going to get interesting. So will the Fed hint at a March rate cut? And second, I will be listening for QT. Will the Fed start to slow down their balance sheet runoff? Those are the two things that I will be looking for on Wednesday uh, that will be interesting. How about housing forecasts? Folks, if you haven't signed up for Resi Club, specifically Resi Club Pro, let me give you a taste of yesterday's article. Uh, Lance Lambert put out an article talking about the top 15 experts on the housing market. I'm going to give you the top three and the bottom three as a tease. So what are they calling for housing market prices in 2024? Remember, median home price is what we all talk about. company called Home LLC thinks that the median home price will go up 5.5%. AEI Housing Center expects housing to go up 5%. And Goldman Sachs comes in at 5% as well. All right. Well, those are the housing bulls. What about the housing bears? Where are the crash bros when we need them? Uh, We will go with Moody's Analytics in third place. They are expecting the U.S. housing market to be down. Yes, down, negative, crashing, clearly crashing at 0.4%. Number two, Realtor.com. Realtor.com comes in with an expectation for median home sales to be down 1.7%. And folks, do you want to know who the most bearish is? No, it's not the renters with pretty charts in their mom's basement. It is Morgan Stanley. Morgan Stanley comes in with negative 3%. So again, folks, we have the three highest at 5% or above. And the most negative expectation of the 15 experts is Morgan Stanley. Again, if you want to see this, go to resiclubanalytics.com. Give them your email. Uh, This particular article was available in the pro session. Uh, So give that a a go. Uh, Just so you know, folks, I will be updating my personal goal spreadsheet. I owe you that every Sunday, uh, but I'm obviously not in the office. So I am tracking my metrics and I will put it in the spreadsheet tomorrow and share with you because that is important to keep going. And then finally, Mohammed Alarian, uh, someone that I respect, an economist I respect, he is saying that the U.S. economy strength, the U.S. economy strength might be a head fake. I know there's a lot of people out there that think the U.S. economy economic numbers are misreported, manipulated, whatever. Mohammed is saying, you know what? We may be in this little air pocket. We may have a head fake. We may have consumer spending hitting a brick wall. We may see inflation rebound. Ooh, wouldn't that be ugly? And then finally, there are obviously geopolitical tensions uh, that could spark at any moment, causing unexpected outcomes. So folks, there you go. That is the daily financial news. We do these live five days a week. Uh, Do me a favor. 
Give me a thumbs up, comment, ask questions. I appreciate you. Uh, Folks, take care of yourself. Have an amazing day, all right? Bye.